a Voice of St. Louis original podcast. This is the STL All Local Podcast from KMOX. I'm Michael Calhoun with your St. Louis Top Stories. And our top local story on this Wednesday, February 15th, Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker announced a long list of Democratic priorities as he delivered his annual State of the State and Budget Address. He called for big spending on education, abortion services, food security, along with services for the homeless. Today, I am proud to unveil Home Illinois, a plan with a goal to invest $50 million this year into prevention crisis response, housing units, and staffing. Republicans are responding to the aggressive spending plan offered by Pritzker, State Representative Amy Ellick of Alton. We are very concerned that he has proposed long-term spending, but with revenue sources that are not sustainable. The threat of the possible sellout still hangs over the U.S. steel mill in Granite City. Now the union's trying a new tactic to try to stop the sale and prevent some 900 layoffs. The new tactic, says local union president Dan Simmons, is to try to figure out why a profitable parent company like U.S. Steel would want to sell off a profitable steel mill like the Granite City site. What's there to gain? Unless there's some, you know, behind-the-scene carbon footprint that they're going to shift from their company to the new Suncook owner. And that's the only thing I can think of when they call that greenwashing. Simmons says he's meeting with Illinois Senators Durbin and Duckworth, asking them to explore the greenwashing theory and see if there's some other way for U.S. Steel to improve its carbon footprint without selling off the Granite City Mill. Kevin Killeen, KMOX News. KMOX reached out to U.S. Steel for comments on this story. We're awaiting their response. Carjackings and armed robberies are on the rise in St. Louis. This morning, police say a man shot and killed a would-be robber at a gas station. It happened at the Zoom station on Tucker, north of downtown. Captain Pierre Benoist says firearms were taken from both the dead man and the possible victim. Just to touch a little bit further on uh, some of these gas stations throughout the city, the South St. Louis city, we've generated flyers that we're posting at each gas pump and in the gas stations where they're allowing us to. It's really just a bunch of tips. Benoist says the trend now is for thieves to steal your car or belongings inside of it while you're getting gas. Maria Aquino, KMLX News. The feeling in the courtroom was electric when Judge David Mason set Lamar Johnson free. Family and friends were there to support the man who spent almost 30 years behind bars for a murder he always maintained he didn't commit. During the hearing, there were, I think, like 12 exonerees from around the country came and, and, and attended the hearing. Charlie Weiss was one of Johnson's lawyers. His freedom is about all Johnson will get from the system. Attorney Jonathan Potts. The only way that a wrongfully convicted person will receive money from the state is if they were exonerated by DNA. That didn't happen here. There's currently a bill pending in the legislature to rectify that. Weiss and Potts are attorneys with Brian Cave, Leighton Paisner. It's a blow to Johnson & Johnson's attempt at the Texas two-step, where a company facing deep legal liability creates a new division and then tries to send that subsidiary through bankruptcy. J&J faces 40,000 lawsuits claiming talc and its baby powder caused cancer. There's one case where a person is uh, literally on hospice care now, and they were told, you've got to wait uh, because this this uh, division of Johnson & Johnson is file, has filed for bankruptcy protection. KMOX legal analyst Brad Young says a federal court said no to that tactic because the company as a whole is healthy. Many of these suits against Johnson & Johnson have been filed in St. Louis courts. Collinsville is making snow removal a little more personal this year. This is Snow Be Gone Kenobi. 
The city held a contest to name its plows and announced them on social media today. Other winning names include Edward Blizzard Hands, Plowy McPlowface, and the Big Laplowski. Residents can even track their favorite plows' progress around town during the next snowstorm on the city's website. The St. Louis Symphony Orchestra announced its 144th season schedule, a season which it will temporarily leave its longtime home as Powell Hall undergoes a renovation. With Powell out of commission for the season, the symphony will split time between the Two Hill Performing Arts Center at Umsel and Stiefel Theater, which was the symphony's home as the Keel Opera House from 1934 till its move to Powell in 1968. The 23-24 season kicks off with the annual free concert on Art Hill and Forest Park on Thursday, September 21st. The streets of Kansas City were lined in red today as they celebrated the Super Bowl champions. Governor Mike Parson addressed Chiefs Nation. So it is a great day to be the 57th governor when all of you fans brought home the 57th Super Bowl trophy. What a great day for our state. Tens of thousands of fans enjoyed seeing the team riding by on what was a cold and gray day in KC. The KMOX business desk Tuesday morning, the home goods discounter plans to close more than half of its locations after filing for bankruptcy. This means stores at Crevecore Plaza on New Ballas and on Olive Road in Olivet will close. That leaves two locations, Manchester Road in Ellisville and Lindbergh in South County. Tuesday morning was founded in 1974. Well, as we continue on KMOX, there's been some movement on a massive project in St. Charles. It's the Riverpoint Project, $350 million. Uh, Clayco, big St. Louis company, CRG, is behind this. And joining us on KMOX to give us the latest is St. Charles Mayor Dan Borgmeyer. Thank you for joining us, Mayor. Pleased to be with you. So first of all, give us, give us the gist of what Riverpoint is about. Uh, Riverpoint is going to be a multi, multi-purpose, multi-use uh, development. Uh, Chicken and Pickle, as you know, is our anchor there, which is, uh, they serve about 700,000 people a year through that organization. Uh, we have hotels and uh, restaurants and a lot of other So it's going to be the, it's going to kind of be the upscale entertainment district complementing streets of St. Charles. Where exactly is this for folks, especially because it seems like this is a regional attraction, so people would be coming mm-hmm. in from all points in the St. Louis area. Where specifically is this? Well, uh, it's right at the intersection of I-70 and 5th Street in St. Charles. Uh, it's visible from the road. Streets of St. Charles is River Point will be east of that between Streets of St. Charles and the river. What's the latest with Bangard Island? Well, Bangard Island is a land grant uh, that can never be built on, and the city owns it, but we lease it to the county for a park. Uh, they've been using it for a few years, but uh, due to the development in River Point, we need to remove some trees from that. And the county said, you know, rather than get into that and us be involved in everything, we'll just terminate our lease and it can go back to you and you can do what you need to do. So we're not going to touch Bangard Island, but there's some accretion in between the island and the mainland that uh, we're going to have to remove some trees from so we can develop the uh, phase two of our River Point development. Yeah, it sounds like there's some dirt there that uh, almost makes it not an island, uh, and so it sounds like you're going to be digging that out and and kind of restoring the water there? Well, this has been a four-year project with the Corps of Engineers, and it was originally a 22-acre long, thin waterway, water feature, they called it. Instead, now we have a seven-acre lake that's going to be up right near Chicken and Pickle, and the rest is going to be wildlife and uh, and uh, wetlands. So we've maintained all of that with the exception of the seven-acre lake, which will be up by Chicken and Pickle, which will have amenities and things like that with it. And is that going to be something that people can, uh, you know, maybe get on a kayak uh, and enjoy? Oh, yeah. We've got all these uh, you know, rivers in St. Louis, but they're not necessarily small enough for people to do that on. Yeah, kayaks, paddle boards, all those things will be available on that seven-acre lake. 
And how does this fit into the greater plan for St. Charles? You mentioned the streets, what we've seen uh, in the great Main Street area. What's happening with St. Charles these days, and how does this contribute to that? Well, when I took office four years ago, we started on a long-range plan. I kind of had a, I've, I've traveled the whole United States for 20 years, so I had a lot of ideas. And uh, I came up with a borough idea, which we collectively are now branding, and it's called uh, the Six Boroughs of Riverwalk. So you have Newtown, which is our, our uh, millennial and, 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 and high development on the north part of town. And then you have Frenchtown, and then you have North Main Live, South Historical South Main, River Point, and South City. And we tried to divide it into six boroughs to give people six choices of things to do in St. Charles. We took ownership of our convention center a year ago, and we found that people were coming in on the Wednesday, Thursday, and then going home. So we're trying to develop a, an entity or a whatever where they can come in and spend a whole week here, bring your kids, stay, and enjoy the six different elements that we have here in the city. Well, what is the next step? What's the next uh, milestone for River Point? Well, as soon as the seven-acre lake, uh, we, we, we have to clear some trees. We do the seven-acre lake, and as soon as that's done, then uh, chicken and pickles should be completed probably late summer, uh, uh, September probably at the latest. And we have hotels, and other people are talking to us about filling in around that. Matter of fact, much of it's contracted already. It's just kind of all predicated on Clayco finalizing their relationship on that $350 million development. We also have the ACF property, which is 550,000 square feet, and that's in play right now, and we have developers in there. Frenchtown, we now have a shipping container city that's going to be built down there that encompasses two, two plus acres plus a farmer's market. So we have a lot of balls in the air, and, and everything's coming together very, very nicely. So we're very pleased about it. So, yeah, I think Streets of St. Charles has been an excellent development, and River Point down there will complement that. Things are happening fast. Uh, thank you for joining us with all this information, and sure. please keep us up to date. Mayor Dan Borgmeyer of St. Charles. Thank you, Michael. Thanks for listening. I'm Michael Calhoun. Subscribe to STL All Local on the Odyssey app.